What happens when regional partners come together to improve the livability, sustainability, and economic vitality of a community? One result is natural treasures are preserved and cared for well, celebrated, and able to be cherished by future generations. If you want to learn more about the exciting and complex world of one individual who wears many hats for a major utility company here in the Southwest, you'll want to stay here with me, and trust me, you really will. Hey, everybody, I'm Gina Murphy-Darling, and this is Down to Earth Tucson. Are you ready for this? Because I'm not quite sure I am. My guest today is responsible for representing and advancing policies that pertain to his company and the utility industry with federal, state, and local elected officials who also works on maintaining relations with government agencies, trade associations, and community stakeholders. Translation, thank goodness it's his job and not mine. (laughs) I'm pretty excited just reading this. And then also imagining what his job is like. So please join me in welcoming Stephen Eddy, Manager of Government and External Affairs for Tucson Electric Power and Unisource Energy Services. So Stephen, reading your bio kind of made me exhausted, especially (laughs) when it added, oh, and he's helping to raise three children, as in he's the parent, and run, cycle, and spend time outdoors. So... I'm not going to ask when you sleep because I'm sure you do. I I do. I I do fit some sleep in here and there. But like I was I was exhausted reading it. And and I <laughs> I've got s- a wonderful wife. She she is the one that keeps uh, all things together and keeps everything in line. So it's a great family support system that uh, we rely on. So It's so nice of you to say that because yeah. I was talking to Kelly my show producer on the way home today mm-hmm. and we did talk about how many wills on the bus women make go oh, around I and might. around. Absolutely. <laughs> it, it is incredible what uh, um, what strong women can do, just like yourself. It's so it's just, true, uh, and nothing more rewarding than the parenting part. Absolutely, it is. There is a reward, absolutely. There is, and I love that you wrote in your bio, help raise three children, because it takes two. It does, it takes a village, as it, it really does. But uh, they're, they're wonderful, wonderful, wonderful kids, and uh, they make life uh, so joyful. So. Yeah, come back in about six years when your six-year-old is 12, <laughs> and we'll have a conversation, and we can maybe put it on the air. Absolutely. Um, so when I was prepping for the show, I went mm-hmm. through a lot of things, and I read everything that Kelly sends and yeah. do the research, and I thought, what in the heck are we going to talk about with everything you do? And then I was delighted to find out we're talking about bringing innovation to a local treasure, the electric crawler at Sabino That's Canyon. That's right, the and Sabino I was like, Canyon crawler. Yes. <laughs> Phil, I'm not, I'm not going to ask you to comment, but I'm a big Sabino Canyon visitor. Absolutely. And to not have filthy fumes, oh, I'm not gosh. casting aspersions, but... Nope. I really am glad. You know, it's gone. It's gone. And, you know, as a uh, local Tucsonan, uh, I grew up in that canyon, like so many people that have grown up here. It is a treasure. And with so many visitors that come uh, to take in the natural beauty, over a million visitors, uh, we want to make sure that we can cherish it uh, and sustain it for future generations. And, uh, you know, this was. when I was asked to be a part of this project, it was the easiest answer I could ever give because of uh, 
my history, my love for the canyon just growing up here. So it's it really has been a privilege to be a part of this project. I and get to see it. it actually uh, come, to working, fruition. come to fruition. Absolutely. And I love the name because it does crawl through the canyon. It does, it does. And I, I will tell you this, when people come to visit us, and I don't want to do all the tourist things mm-hmm. because I've been to all of them, Yeah, I'll always go to Sabina Canyon. But last Friday, um, someone came to visit me from D.C. Yeah. She's a runner, she's a hiker, and yeah. I was busy on Saturday. So she said, what should I do? And I said... Go to Sabino Canyon. And then, of course, you know, she did Blackett's Ridge, which is, to me, <laughs> the is, hardest it place is. there. And it I hate is. it. Yep. And she got to experience a very large <laughs> rattlesnake. And she called me and she said, I don't think I've ever been any place so beautiful. It that is. phone line trail. Phone line is You know, for people beautiful. that listen to this that aren't Tucsonans, yeah. my, my placard, my shout out, uh-huh. my advertisement is, if you come... Put Sabino Canyon on the very top of be. your list of natural treasures. It's, it's got be. everything. Absolutely. I saw one mountain lion there. I've seen bobcats. <laughs> I've seen deer. Yeah. I've seen javelina. I've seen gorgeous birds. Not Have you seen s- the coatis? No. So there's a family of coati that live between, I believe it's stop five and six in one of the I'm cottonwood trees. I know. <laughs> And if you get there uh, late in the evening or in that uh, dusk period, uh, you can sometimes see them. Uh, and it's and they'll, in the desert. We I know. live in the Sonoran Desert, and you go there and you think you're in paradise. It's a, it's an oasis. And, so it is an oasis, yeah. and your being here forever adds another value. <laughs> plus, there's water. Plus, if there you have is. kids or grandkids, yep. you, they can play in the sand. I mean, yep. there there is really just no downside. So I guess. The complex carbohydrate piece of this is that it is really lots of fingers in the pie, a regional partnership. Yes. Can you just tell us the backstory about that oh, a little bit? It's gosh. not, I know, we don't have, we don't have <laughs> three hours, Stephen. <laughs> but who were some of the players? Like the Park Service, the Forest Service, you, well, who? Um, it, it goes back to around 2016. Um, we had a prior operator uh, in the canyon uh, that had been operating diesel shuttles for decades, I believe since the 70s. And uh, he had operated uh, there in the canyon uh, during that time. And uh, he had, uh, the operator had gotten uh, renewals on that permit um, without much disagreement or uh, they, they just were just renewing renewed. it. It just got renewed. Uh, and we came to a point around 2016 um, when the community had heard that the permit was going to be up for renewal. And at that time, there was this influx of community concern. Like a surge. Absolutely. Of I would how- call it. This is disgusting. <laughs> yeah. How do we protect this treasure as we've talked yes. about for future generations and uh, put a, um, a, a product, if you will, a, a, um, a way in which we could um, transport visitors that are there in the canyon who don't necessarily want to hike, but just see- Or can't. Or can't, to see the natural beauty of that canyon, um, but do it in a quiet environmentally sensitive manner. And respectful way for where you are, your Absolutely. sense of place. It belongs to them, Absolutely. the canyon, not Absolutely. us. And so this was also at a time when 
electric vehicles were starting to emerge. Uh, granted, uh, they are still emerging, uh, and uh, there's a lot of uh, development still within that technology. But uh, just in the last few years, just the number of electric vehicles that you see now on the roads. It's accelerating, it's, it's accelerating. beyond anything Absolutely. I can really get my head around. Absolutely. So the thought was, hey, why don't we put in electric shuttles in the canyon so that we can address uh, the noise issue, the pollution issue, and uh, again, celebrate the natural beauty there in that canyon. So we started getting phone calls from community members, from friends of Sabino Canyon. And they have from lots the of friends. From the clicks, from yes. uh, people who have a... Uh, a a true interest, a vested interest in that canyon. Uh, and in some of those names, give back absolutely, very significantly absolutely. to make Tucson a livable city. They do, they do. And so we were approached by a number of community individuals uh, of how can we make this happen? How can we get electric shuttles in the canyon uh, and operating for all the visitors that uh, that do go there? And we then uh, began collaborating. Um, we had um, one of those community agencies that reached out to us was PAG, uh, Pima Association, Association of Governments, uh, who Regional runs Transport- Transportation RTA, Authority. Absolutely, right. all things transit, transportation. Uh, they know how uh, these systems work, and so they had they had reached out to us and uh, had explored the possibility of how how can we make this work. And that took quite some time. And so we had to go out to manufacturers, uh, vehicle manufacturers, to see if this was even, uh, if this was something that could actually be accomplished with the technology that was available. Right. Uh, And I'll tell you, it was a challenge because you're dealing with grades that are 13%. You have nine water crossings. Uh, You have temperatures that are in excess of 115 degrees. So it's not like... Uh, a an electric vehicle that you would see on the road uh, with right. that twenty right. two hundred mile capacity, pieces. absolutely. So um, it was the engineering side, the engineering questions that really had to address be addressed first. And, and it could have been a debacle, as it has been in some places. I absolutely, mean, it could have been a total disaster if you didn't get the right person, or oh, bid, or company. Yeah. I'm sure you do know that more than I do. <laughs> I, yeah. Well, fortunately, we were able to find a manufacturer in California who really was at the forefront of electric vehicles back in the 80s and 90s and was the first developer of electric buses and trams and shuttles at that time. And so uh, he was, uh, they had the expertise, they knew, they had the knowledge, they had the technology available to develop a shuttle that could actually. Uh, transport people in that canyon. And so after numerous visits, numerous studies, uh, we were able to kind of identify what was needed and um, um, ensure the product was viable. Um, And we decided to move forward, move forward with an application to the Forest Service uh, to provide service there in the canyon. So tell me what specifically 
the role the TEP played in the whole development of this? Because that, to me, it's like it makes sense the Park Service, it makes yeah. sense, the, you know, the Forest Service. What role did you play? I mean, I understand it's an electric vehicle. I yeah. get that part. Yeah. Like, I, I really do. Well, the the challenge or one of the, the roadblocks that um, PAG and others were seeing uh, with... Um, putting forward an electric shuttle uh, in the canyon was the cost. Uh, these are yes. very expensive vehicles. Um, obviously, we know the Teslas out there, but also <laughs> the more uh, economical volts. Uh, you know, uh, electric vehicles are pricey because of uh, the, the batteries that are in there and just the, the um, engineering makeup of those vehicles. They, they're costly. Uh, and so that was really the biggest roadblock that we were... Um, encountering with putting together a a robust application for um, a permit, and so um, with uh, uh, a little arm wrangling with uh, Mr. Hutchins, uh, we were uh, we were able <laughs> we love to you, man. we were able but to make that commitment of uh, providing one point five million dollars of charitable contribution uh, for the shuttles. Now, that is not ratepayer funds. We get this question uh, regularly. Uh, th those are um, shareholder funds uh, that would have gone to shareholders otherwise. So uh, these are not coming from uh, our customer rates. You are so highly regulated <laughs> that I think they probably know how many dresser drawers yes, you all have yeah. in your homes. Yes. So that would not be a question. Once you know about TEP, yeah. there's no monkey business yeah. <laughs> like that might not show up on a budget line. Yeah. Well, but that's and, really good to clarify yeah, anyway. Absolutely. Um, and we were also then able to provide a $1 million loan, interest-free loan uh, that... PAG, but actually I should back up a little bit. It was it's actually the regional partnering center. It's a nonprofit uh, that was um, uh, that came out of PAG that was able to put this all together. What a concept. Absolutely. Stephen, the regional partnering center. Yep. That's what the world needs more <laughs> Absolutely. of. Absolutely. How to get through these obstacles and red tape and yep. you know, it's like you think the it, wheels of justice turn slowly, the wheels in government turn more slowly. Absolutely. Well, you know, and everybody um, mentions public-private partnerships, and I mean, it's a it's a buzzword out there. This truly is a public-private no partnership. No kidding. When you include all the other partners that are involved with this, from the Forest Service uh, to PAG uh, to um, ourselves, Tucson Electric Power, uh, it it is a partnership. You know, the other night I. Something really wonderful happened. I'm not going to talk about it a lot, but I got an award, 20 leaders, and I'm proud to talk about yeah, that. No, for women, women, it was from the National Association of Women in Construction. Oh, wow. And when they called me, I was like, what? Are you sure you have the right darling? <laughs> um, but it was because of my work in helping to support Habitat for Humanity through my partnership Great with Chapman and doing home bills and donations mm -hmm. and all that. So mm -hmm. I'm a big believer. So this one woman who I know, she got up and she said, um, and I really am going somewhere with this. Uh -huh. <laughs> she said, this is not meant to like do anything, but I'm a buzzkill. That's what my job is. I'm a buzzkill. <laughs> and end up, she owns a big drug testing company. Yeah. So she is a buzzkill. Yeah. She said literally. Yeah, yeah. So I don't want to be a buzzkill. That's my whole point. It's like I, I used it this morning at Rotary. I'm going to say, okay, I yeah. might be Debbie Downer sometimes, but I'm not going to be a buzzkill. Was there anybody who didn't want this to happen? 
I don't want to spend much time on it, but how could you not, no matter what, if you're nut job like me, environmentalist, <laughs> or if you enjoy the beauty, or if you're noise yeah. sensitive, or if you can smell anything, who would not want it to happen? <laughs> I guess I didn't read that it, part. It, it seemed like a home run, but you know, we we had to respect the process that the Forest yes. Service had established. Yes, um, in order to. Um, ensure that they were following all the rules, uh, the Forest Service um, made this a competitive process. Uh, it was a competitive bid process so that um, it was open to all. Very um, good. So Very uh, good. there were other applicants uh, that submitted for this, um, uh, for this permit. And so we had to submit um, our permit, our application, just like several others did as well. So um, we wanted to ensure that what we were putting forward in that permit was um, signed, sealed, and delivered. It was right. the perfect permit right. that uh, that we could produce. Uh, and you know, the um, Jim DeGroot, uh, I, I've got to call Love him, him out. Oh my gosh! Love him. He he is the <laughs> brains uh, behind this project. Really? Uh, he was um, really the uh, the manager, the overseer of this process to ensure that um, everything was accounted for when we submitted and continues to be uh, from operations uh, and uh, financials, Jim and his team, Rob Samuelson over at uh, at PAG as well. Uh, they're just, they've been incredible with this. You know, some of the things that I say and am totally unapologetic for, and I mm-hmm. sign a lot of my emails Teamwork really does make the dream work. Yeah. And people should remember that. It's so much better to be on a team with the vision and figure out how to get through the differences. Yeah. So now, besides, I would assume, giving power, providing power yes. to the electric yes. vehicle. <laughs> you got to do that too. <laughs> is the big piece of your role with TEP, you know, I want to press pause here and say what yeah. a lasting contribution. <laughs> Yeah, like absolutely. I am so not kidding. If you're a if you're a Sabino Canyon freak like I am, mm-hmm. it it, it, uh, it gives me peace in my mm-hmm. soul to go there. And mm-hmm. God knows with what's going on in the planet, sometimes yep. Mrs. Green yep. does have a little bit of a nervous breakdown, yep. <laughs> and I need to go be in nature. That's right. But is that is is the big heavy lift done, or what role will you continue to play? So uh, we are. Um, in full operation mode. Um, we launched um, the electric shuttle service in November of 2009. So- uh, prior to that, we were running a transitional service when we were- Wait, 2009? Uh, 2019? 18 and 18, 19. 19. Okay, yeah. okay. So uh, we were running a transitional service with um, gas vehicles uh, in the canyon. Uh, they're uh, the- um, what we call cutaway vehicles that you often see out uh, that PAG is running out uh, on the streets of Tucson. Uh, and actually, they're still being utilized on Bear Canyon uh, because we don't have the um, the vehicles or the amount of electric vehicles necessary to run in, in Bear Canyon. But um, we are fully operational. And I'll tell you, the demand that we've seen has just been incredible. Since we started service in November of 2019, the community has been coming out and visitors have been coming out and uh, they're just, uh, they're so grateful that they can ride in uh, a, a 
environmentally sensitive vehicle that yeah, is odor free, noise yeah, free. Those are both pollution, emission free, emission free. Uh, the the noise pollution has been cut dramatically, um, even with the narrative uh, uh, story, the um, uh, the narrative that's provided on the tour. That's been delivered now through headphones as opposed through the loudspeaker that you would hear when hiking up on phone line uh, trail. trail. You could hear it. You could hear hear the announcer. Because it's so quiet in there, the noise carries. Absolutely, yeah. So it's it really has been a a tremendous success. You know, we're still... um, fine-tuning the operations, if you will. Um, these are um, vehicles that um, require a lot of finesse. And it's the battery consumption that that we're still trying to work out and um, determine, I mean, how best to, to utilize the full charge and make those, the number of trips that we need to run up. So uh, we're, we're working with our manufacturer on, on those, uh, those items. But for the most part, again, They've been. It's delightful. Absolutely. And if I sit here, I've been doing this for 12 years. If we ever really, and we're getting closer, yeah. solve the battery storage issue, yes. it'll be like a home run for the planet. Yes, I tell you, we need a better battery. We need That's- a better battery. <laughs> and um, a couple of stories. One is I was, um, I always go the Bear Canyon side because yeah. the Sabino Canyon side is so crowded. Yeah. I mean, it really yeah. is. And then I see 10 people I know and I don't want to stop and chat. Yeah. So I go on the Bear Canyon side. And then the other thing with electric vehicles, and I just have to share this on the air. Yeah. I was getting my hair, you know, botanically altered, right? Because it's a <laughs> plant-based uh, color, shockingly enough. And this woman, you know, someone said, this is Mrs. Green. And, oh, you know, this woman just got a Tesla. And yeah. I got excited. Yeah. And she said, do you want to come out with me and watch it back up? And I was like, what? <laughs> she did it, Stephen. Wow. She, and I was t- <laughs> so we don't have driverless, no, uh, no. driverless crawlers. What, what, <laughs> and I'm really days. glad about that. <laughs> no, that I'm good with it. I'm yeah. good with a, a yeah. conductor or the driver. Yeah, um, I tell you, the, I may the, never make that shift. <laughs> the drivers that are out there operating these shuttles are. Uh, they're professionals. Amazing. And they're like docents almost, except Absolutely. they get paid. Yep, yep. I tell you, when I retire, that's the, the dream job that uh, that I want to have up there is uh, driving the shuttles or just being a volunteer up there. But I tell you, with the, uh, the turning uh, that's required and just... Uh, ensuring that you're watching for all the other walkers. I, I, this was uh, an interesting fact that the Forest Service had provided. Of the million visitors that go and visit Sabino Canyon, only 10% actually ride the shuttle or I take the goosebumps. tour. So, um, wow. It, it's, a, it's a very small percentage that we're still actually a big serving. Number. You're right. Uh, so we need to be mindful of the other 90%. And again, that's uh, with the electric vehicle technology and what that brings, the quiet, the emission-free, it's really for the benefit of those, uh, the other 90% that are oh in the God, canyon I had no that idea are just it was trying that to small. Because yeah, those trams are, not trams, but that crawler is always, <laughs> always full. And it is. it is awfully distracting when the old ones were there. Yeah. You're just walking and may be in like a quasi-meditative yeah. state or smiling Not or just enjoying. Not to mention the, uh, the coughing that... Uh, the smell. <laughs> it was awful. Yeah. And the degradation yeah. that would be... That came about as a mm-hmm. result. I mean, I, I you want to know how old I am? I'm not going to... I mean, I <laughs> tell everybody all the time I'm going to be 70, but I remember when I first moved here, 
you could drive cars. That's right. All the way That's right. up. To, nobody believes me. I'm my, like, no, I swear. <laughs> I swear. And his mother was in a wheelchair, my husband's mother. So it was great. But now she could get on a tram. I That's mean, right. a, a crawler. Well, we have to I'll learn new you, language. That's one thing uh, that the... Um, prior operator wasn't able to accommodate that we are now able to accommodate with these new shuttles is that they're fully ADA accessible. Matters so much with our aging population, myself not included, because I want to be able to, I'm not ever going to do Blackage Ridge again forever, (laughs) but I'll be out and do the phone line trail again because once you get up that hill, it's the most beautiful experience you could have and we won't have the tram noise (laughs) coming up. Um, is there anything I forgot? I mean, I think the story was about TEP's involvement, your continued involvement, the excitement around it, um, explaining to people if they are listening to this in yeah. Chicago where it might be snowing, you know, you never know. <laughs> when you come to we, Tucson. We welcome you out here to Tucson. Oh, it is just, I tell everybody that comes to stay yeah. at our house, you have to go to Sabino. And if I can yeah. join them, I do. Yeah. But it's, it's it is a true treasure of our region. It is. And I mean, I, I, I might say that, I mean, the reason um, Tucson Electric Power wanted to be a part of this project is uh, to, I mean, showcase, I mean, our commitment to the community, to the sustainability of our community, uh, to showcase uh, new technology that's uh, that we're going to see more and more of. And uh, just um, protect what we have here. And we, you've seen us out in the community a lot. And I this, really do. This, Wendy, Erica, and I, I are know, talking Wendy about a like, rock star. okay, do you have anything tomorrow night? Yeah. And a, she's out a lot. Yeah. And I'm out yeah. a lot. This was uh, unique in that we wanted to, again, not only sh- showcase the s- sustainability of, or our commitment to sustainability, um, but prove that electric vehicles are here. Um, they are the future. And when you have uh, these shuttles that are transporting 62 passengers uh, up a canyon with, again, the steep grades and the water crossings, uh, we would uh, we would hope that that would, might spark an interest uh, with um, our visitors and customers here that, you know, electric vehicles uh, are again a wave of the, of the future it's really and it's an option exciting. it's an option it's exciting you know i have a hybrid mm-hmm. an in, honda insight from chapman and you can't hear it yeah yeah it plays music yeah when it gets close to um you know like a yeah. a, a border yeah because people can't hear it i could i can yeah. sneak up on people and i'm <laughs> i'm mean sometimes to my husband i beep the horn he doesn't hear the car i will say you will hear these shuttles we we get that comment uh from time to time that um i mean they are quiet that that no doubt They're about not it like compared the old to ones. the to the diesel but again when you're transporting 62 passengers and as going opposed, up the 13% going up a, grade. Uh, yeah absolutely it's gonna uh, make you're going to hear that wind of uh of, of the engine yeah. uh, getting up the hill so so much improved absolutely and now I'm inspired to go do it i don't i haven't ridden the tram in please, years please but do. i'm going to i'm so glad you brought me some free tickets <laughs> i'm just kidding so i usually have the last word because I love it when I'm on the air. It's like, hey, man, this is my space. I get to have the last word. But this it's rarely hard for me. First of all, I always have something to say. Mm -hmm. Second of all, Sabino Canyon truly is a treasure that we get to have in our backyard. It's a gift to anyone who decides to experience. And having 
the Sabino Canyon crawler means it will be preserved for months and years and decades to come because, as we said, it's not polluting the atmosphere. It's not contributing to the degradation of the canyon in any way. And the single thing, the single most important thing that I think you can do in this climate adaptation mitigation, it's not looking good world, Mm -hmm. is to get out and connect with nature. Absolutely. So there's this opportunity. There's no excuse because you can get a ride to Mm -hmm. go do it. And it really matters. And once you connect with nature, I, of course, believe you really want to work to preserve it. Mm -hmm. Um, And I want to end by thanking TEP again. And I know that I am a sponsor. I mean, you're a sponsor. You couldn't pay me to do the heartfelt <laughs> shout outs I do for TEP Thank because you, as you Green. said, I'm out there, dude. <laughs> I was out there so much this week, I couldn't see straight. <laughs> like I was so excited to drive out to Desert Diamond Casino from my house last night and I was telling everybody, it was 47 minutes. But TEP shows up as sponsors to make good things happen in this community all the time and not just by writing checks. We appreciate that. We Ala, wanna... Wendy Erica Worden. Yeah. I sent her a text the other day and I was asking her if she had a ticket for something and she said she was out like doing some stuff with saguaros mm-hmm. and she sent me a picture. That's right. Like, she was doing some trail work, I You believe. call this work? <laughs> Chicky? I don't think so. But yeah. I mean, that's the kind of thing. So I want to thank you for being a part of helping the thousands and thousands of people, millions that will get to enjoy this magical place in a much more sustainable Sustainable. way. And Stephen, thanks for being the rock star you are. You'll never see me on the trail on your bike, unless it's on the loop (laughs) or running for that matter. I'll see you on the loop. You might see me on the loop. loop. I love the loop. (laughs) And I hope you're not one of those cyclists that goes by so fast I'm terrified. (laughs) Um, But if you are, don't stop and say hello. (laughs) So, and as always, my final thank you is always to you, the listener, because without you, there really would be no us. So make it a great green day. Get out in nature. And Stephen, thanks for coming and for all the work you do to make it happen too. Thank you very much. Mm -hmm.